Welcome to the Double Espresso Show. My name is Rasmus Soymaik. I'm the CEO and founder of SPC and your host of the Double Espresso Show. Today we have episode number four, which is about gaming mechanics with an emphasis on entertainment and innovation. We'll be going over mechanics and how they exist today. We'll go over the variation of the slot mechanics and the constant push for innovation among the game studios. We'll look at the importance of slot mechanics for attracting new players, retaining existing players, and also reactivating customers that are lapsed or been inactive for a while. At the very end, we'll look at regulation, responsible entertainment, and sustainability in regards to uh, how important um, this is when you're looking at, at, at gaming mechanics and, and games in particular. Now, just to remind all of you, as you know from uh, previous shows, the Double Espresso Show focuses on expert advice and key information from leading experts in the gaming industry in an interview with me. Before we start the uh, interviews or the discussion with our guest, let me explain a little bit about the online casino industry and why we're having this uh, focus on today's episode. So what I can say is the online casino industry has obviously seen an exceptional growth last year in 2020. There was so much innovation, amazing games studios that focused on new creative games, features and jackpots and mechanics that we never seen before, right? And many of the studios had roadmaps where they released more than 50 games. And this year, we're looking at up to 100 games per studio. Well, some studios less, some studios more. And in 2022, talking to, um, to Utrecht, for instance, we're looking at uh, up to around 150 games. Wow, that's a lot of games. Now, part of the uptake in all this uh, player activity on uh, online slots and in the casino industry has obviously also been fueled by uh, COVID because we've all been at home, you know, looking for entertainment ways of engaging and having some fun. And, and online casino uh, slots has certainly provided that. So that also explains uh, why the industry has had such a boom. Uh, but it's continuing in 2021 and it seems to continue into the future as well with the uh, access to new markets like North America and also Latin America. Now, um, players as well, if you look at the players for a second, we can say that players are now more interested in more engaging slots and gaming experiences, new types of game mechanics. They want to be part of the exploration, the creation of their own experiences, which we see also from the gaming world, like uh, Ubisoft or Blizzard and other game developers creating games like uh, Red Dead Redemption, FIFA or Diablo coming out, you name it. So with that in, we see that players would expect some sort of like uh, way of, of feeling more part of the game in, 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 in the online casino industry, which you see by new gaming, uh, gaming mechanics seeing the day, which is very interesting. And we'll talk to our guest about this today. Um, I, think, uh, I think that's about uh, what I wanted to say about the industry, because I really want to talk to our guests about the industry as a whole and, and, and how they see uh, the industry evolving, uh, innovating, and, and the focus on gaming mechanics. So uh, in the virtual studio today, I would like to uh, say that I have uh, two amazing guests, uh, one being Frederick Elmquist, the CEO and founder of Ultrasol Gaming. And the second guest is David Mann, who is the uh, Chief Commercial Officer from Swint. Now, uh, before I start my interview with Frederick, he, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's done amazingly well with Utrecht, of course. Uh, they, they build amazing mechanics such as uh, splits, multimax, and gigablocks. And uh, they, they had, I think, 
80 game releases in uh, almost 80 game releases in 2020 and more than 80 coming out in 2021. And Frederick said that they're looking to release 150 games in uh, 2022. They also work on on very innovative elements uh, uh, around the jackpot, and um, they have the masters program where they work with new studios. Uh, they 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 try and use the mechanics uh, in a way where new studios can access these mechanics and build them into their games. So it's a very interesting conversation I'm having today with Frederick. Uh, second uh, guest is David, and David is talking about how <clears throat> they're taking inspiration even from the Asian culture into their new mechanics, uh, different ways of playing uh, that is very different from what they had before. And they're also talking about how they're focusing a lot on gamification and other interesting elements to build uh, into making mechanics very interesting and very uh, entertaining for the players and players can be, feel they're part of the experience. Um, David also emphasized a lot on, on, on the fact that they are very focused on the responsible entertainment side they have built charity into the way the company works, uh, which he thinks is, 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 is part of why Swind is such a strong company, uh, which I'll absolutely agree with. Before we go to the interviews, let me remind you that we have the uh, Casino Beat Summit in Malta on the 13th, 14th, 15th of July. And part of the Casino Beat Summit this year, we actually have the Game Developer Awards, which are very interesting and very relevant to mention in this context. Because the Game Developer Awards is the first time any company, in this case SBC and Casino Beats, have created a specific award that is trying to uh, award and uh, recognize game studios and even the, the developers behind the games to get some recognition for what they've done uh, with, with, with this particular game. And in some time, or sometimes that's amazing creativity or working with music or, or, or whatever it might be within that game. So what we are rewarding here is, is things like marketing, innovation, uh, license, content, retro style, narrative, design, art direction, music, soundtrack for the game, all these type of areas. There's more information on spcevents.com about the Game uh, Developer Awards, but I think that's worthwhile checking out as well. Okay, let's go to the interviews. Frederick Elmquist, great to see you again, my friend, and welcome to the Double Espresso Show. Thanks for having me, Ras. Always a pleasure. Thank you for being here. And uh, before we start, a quick cheer in uh, Double Espresso. Oh, nice. You got the cups too. I need my caffeine, my friend. You got to send me one. I need my caffeine. You <laughs> send me a cup. Will do, will do. Listen, um, Frederick, just before we start, just quickly, how are you doing today? All good? Happy? All good. Weather is amazing here in Barcelona. Spring is definitely here. We have a sneak peek of the summer. Uh, so it's all good. Excellent. And yourself? All good? Yeah, very good, Frederick. Very excited to have you on uh, the show. This is episode number four, and we're talking about gaming mechanics uh, with an emphasis on you know, uh, entertainment and, and innovation, as you know. And we have uh, four questions uh, to discuss around uh, you know, how you and Utrecil uh, work around gaming mechanics. And I think we should just get started. So uh, let's jump to... Let's get cracking. There you go. So let's go to question number one. Frederick, can you describe gaming mechanics and the role and importance different mechanics sort of play for the online casino and slots industry? Well, I, I can give you a bit of, bit of you know, how I've seen this, 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 this industry has developed. You know, so I'm, when I mean now the industry, I'm thinking about the online 
lost development. And and I gotta say that initially everyone that was out there developing games were very, very, very inspired by land based, you know, inspired in, you know, sometimes hundred percent inspired in, you know, talking about copying land based games because they, you know, they they, they were working in land based and you know, we get we get we gotta be honest with ourselves here, there's a lot of lot of copying. Um and a lot of inspiration going for land based. I, I got to say that now for the for the past years, I see a lot of innovation coming from the online side. I think everyone has realized how important the mechanics are, both from a user experience point of view, from a marketing point of view, which means then also from a, from the profitability point of view. Uh, I can just I can just go back and look at how 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 YGG Brazil then has looked upon mechanics over the years. Yeah. I mean, we have had a pretty, pretty, pretty anarchistic uh, view of mechanics. We were very mechanical driven, actually more mechanically than mathematically driven. Uh, we were very anarchistic in that way. Uh, we we were early out with with something called fusion realms, which was more of an experiment. We introduced that in a game called Jungle Books years ago, I think okay. nine, uh, 18 or something. Uh, which years ago, it's just three years ago, but it feels like forever in this industry, right? Um, it does, it does. But we kept on on that anarchistic approach, and and which means that we we have we are indeed got the new mechanics out, already new mechanic out two way. We were actually kind of um, uh, uh, pushing too much mechanics out, and not being true to the huge experience of, of of one of one or two or three of them. But that we changed, I would say we changed that a lot. The strategy changed for the past 18 months. Okay. Uh, we now have, you know, we now have 28% of our volumes over, you know, proper mechanics. Like we have the, we have the gigablocks, the splits, the multi-max. And we, and also we look at the, the, the called jackpot five, which is the one we use for, for the very successful homes game. And yeah. they, as I said, they are now for they are now twenty eight percent of our total volumes, and it's a more than hundred percent growth year on year. So they become more and more. So more than hundred percent growth year on year. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, and we actually, as well, we 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 know we have a YG Master program, which means we allow third party studios to develop games on our platform, right? We have opened up for them to use our mechanics, so we license that IP separately to them, you know, and, and we already have seven studios signed up for, we call them GEMS, you know, Game Engagement Mechanics. So we have seven studios signed up on GEMS already, uh, and I think by the end of this year, you're going to start seeing Gigablocks and, 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 and these uh, and Ultimax games going to come up from third-party studios, so we are, we are, we're, we're growing in that as well. I mean, we this year we're doing we're launching eighty two games. Eighty two games this year. It's coming oh. out from us. You know, if you we did fourteen or fifteen games last year, eighty two games. And, and, coming and out that's with your studio partners as well, right? With yeah, your yeah, all in all, all, all in okay. all, uh, and seven of these are are, are, um, are are seven of these are gems. So we call them the gems, and that's just growing. Next year, twenty twenty two is going to be even more. I think we might be looking at 140, 150 games next year based on wow. third-party studios and using our intellectual properties. And, of course, our own game studio is ramping up. So it looks very, very exciting. And I think this whole thing with gems for the mechanics is actually – it's also it's good for production because you know the user experience, which means a lot of the game flow and a lot, a lot of that has already been kind of a 
developed. Yeah. Um, so 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 it looks really really good. It looks really really good. It's it's good for for the bottom line. It's good for top line. I mean, you 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 say 150 games, and I think that's that sounds like a lot, and it sounds very interesting with the mix of your own development and the studio development. Yeah. And the the, well, the studio, the 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 program with with the studios you are you're working with, and also how they use your very you know strongly built and and tested and and on the user experience and everything else on on the mechanic side but let, let, yeah. let's actually jump to the next question then because i think sure. you just led into that because the next question is about me asking you to tell me more about yggdrasil's gaming mechanics and how you develop and innovate in the space and you mentioned uh gigablock splits uh multimax so maybe you can explain a little bit more about this yeah, I mean, we, we, we want to have a portfolio of mechanics that is a bit wide. It's not exactly the same. So the Gigablocks, of course, works with, 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 with bigger blocks and it has a special uh, experience on how it's implemented. So it's not only the mechanics, it's, a, it's, a, it's an experience that goes along with it. And, and the, 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 everyone who's building a Gigablocks game needs to follow those guidelines that we attach to it. And for splits, it's the same thing. You know, it's uh, it splits. It's, it's just it adds volatility to 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 special spins, which is very important. And the multimax was actually um, a, a completely unique uh, mechanics that was launched firstly in um, this game that I know forgot the name of it, but it's it's, um, um, it's called because I hate the name of the game. The name of the game is Multifly, and I hate it. It's a, but it's a beautiful looking game, and it's probably so really real. You came up with that name, and then you realized I that wanted to change. I wanted to change. <laughs> I wanted to change the name of the game, but it's doing really well, and 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 uh, it's called Multimax, and a beautiful looking game. And you will see more of that coming out from our own studios later this year. I mean, I will just tell you this: uh, our entire portfolio for the second half of this year. It's going to be much more targeting uh, frequent players, higher variance. I think that's what you see in all of these games that we come up with now, that they have much higher variance. Uh, uh, you know, you increase the unpredictability of the games as well, which is the yeah. players are looking for. Uh, we spend a lot of more time on R&D new mechanics. So okay. I hope that for the, for, the, for the 2022 roadmap, I would hope that 75-80% of the games come out are coming out on our own uh, gems, our own mechanics. Okay, that is Excellent. what we're, we're, we're steering for. And and you know what? I I I, I you know I know uh, that you guys are working on a series of amazing podcasts to go more into detail about all the mechanics. So I would say, as as an extension to uh, the the conversation and and talk you and I have today. Um, I would encourage everyone to uh, to to you know to reach out to Yggdrasil or follow uh, Yggdrasil on social media and the website and find find out about the releases of the podcast. Uh, I know you've been working with Karen, the, the CMO, uh, great great person to organize all of this. And um, you guys together, I'm sure, will create some amazing uh, you know insight into Yggdrasil and the online slush development industry as a whole. So very excited about that. And uh, you can tell me a little bit more about that in the end because. I would like to ask you before we go to question number three, which is a little bit more about the players and the reaction to to all the mechanics and and how you you think that into the whole mix. You also work quite a lot with with jackpots and and other features as part of your your mechanics. And I was just thinking just a little bit about the jackpots and also maybe about the future of mechanics, even though you already addressed it. Just mm -hmm. a, just a few more words if you can you can share on that. 
Yeah, 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 of course. No, but we, we have had the progressive jackpots, their pool, their local, which means there can be commingled between operators in certain jurisdictions that allow for it. Uh, so that would be very, very successful. We, we, we have, you know, the Joker Millions and, and uh, Empire Fortunes, and then we have this, the series, the series that are based on the on the home's mechanics, which is the, what's going to be labeled at Jackpot 5, yeah, and yeah. be launched. More games going to be launched on Jackpot 5, and we're going to license that to studios. And that, of course, is going to improve liquidity even further because we can pull them. So I, I think that's just... Uh, you know, studios, smaller independent studios, going to have a very, you know, it's going to be very hard for them to build liquidity. We're going to add a mean to our liquidity uh, on the jackpot five. So I, it's going to be very, very interesting going forward to see how uh, games on the jackpot five will actually have more rapid payouts and can also um, handle a bit bigger, bigger jackpots. Um, so keep an eye out for Jackpot 5 games. Um, I think that's going to be the name that's going to be released still in, 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 uh, in, in final works with marketing, basically, on how to label it. But the function is there, and the, the, you know, the, the, the gem, the, the game mechanic, mechanic is there, but we haven't labeled it yet. Uh, as we know, okay. Progressive Jackpot is very important, and if we can help bring liquidity to some external studios, and, you know, that is going to be, make it much more rapid turnover. Absolutely. Yeah, just just on, on the jackpot five, it, it all sounds very interesting. You know, recently, I think there was a 19 million euro win at Napoleon Games uh, based on micro gaming, I think it was. I mean, <clears throat> how, impo- how important is the size of the jackpot? Yeah. Is that, is that it, it? Does it need to be in that range? Or, you know, does this no. have to be a jackpot well, on millions? Or, or what, what, we, what are we looking at here? Well, you know what? If you ask the operators, they think that there's enough jackpots out there. Just, you know, they, sure. they, they, they tend to think that if a player wins 1.9 million or 2 million or even 1 million, he's not going to turn that over into the casino. So they see it kind of <laughs> like the market, the money's being stolen, you know, money that would otherwise be turned over and, and kind of grinded over time and lost to the casino. Uh, and, and so they rather not have those big jackpots. On the other hand, the one that has a winning player, you know, that operator can, of course, use that as a promotion in, in, in its jurisdictions. You know, if, if it's allowed, allowed to marketing, nowadays you need to think very, very hard, long and hard for how to market your, 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 your offers to players if you think it's fine and so forth. Um, but, of course, it's a, valuable, it's a valuable tool in terms of marketing. Um, you know, we have big jackpots already, so I, I don't think we were going to target these super big but i think the good thing here as well we can we can actually elaborate over time the the jackpot products it's actually an, an organic uh, uh it's an organic product it's an organic uh, jackpot so you could actually say we recertify it and you change the expected fallout values and the contributions mm-hmm. um uh, you know how you see fit depending on when you see a lot of liquidity coming through there you might actually change that and that is that, that is one of the good things at least in our platform what we can do Okay, you know, let me let me jump to uh, question number three. Uh, <clears throat> really uh, appreciate all the, the the great insight you're giving us here today. So, but if we can move a bit over uh, towards the players here, and if you can tell me a bit more about gaming mechanics and um, let's say the importance for 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 you know attracting new players, uh, retaining players, and also the third one would be how you reactivate players that have been inactive or, or or lapsed for for a certain amount of time. How do you see game mechanics here? Well, I see that this, the strength with gaming mechanics is uh, 
actually recognition of players, that the players recognize, you know, they know that a game has a certain behavior. They, they know how the game works, basically. They know how to play. They know how to win. They know what to expect from a multi-max game. They know what to expect from a gigabox game and, and so forth, which I think is good for, for... That's why the numbers are up. I mean, we see between 100 and 300% better performance on these mechanics than regular games. Oh. And and we also have studios that only run, you know, the 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 famous now famous uh, Avatar UX studio who's running their their very popular Popwin. <laughs> they are only going with that. They're sticking to one 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 formula, and it seems to be very, very successful. So yeah. it's because player recognition, they they do know what to expect, and they know how the games behave. And I think that's why you also get the retention rate and you get the, the, the that's why you get these several hundred percent better performance on those games. And I also think that you'd spend a lot more time in R&D the mechanics instead of just trying. And I would I would actually say that when we created, the, the, let's say, the, the first Multimax game, we didn't think about it as, as a game. But then we realized this is so unique and it's so good. Why don't we package this as that? And because players automatically recognized it and, and, and they wanted a sequel. Yeah. Uh, so instead of doing thematical sequel like Vikings 25, uh, you know, you just you rather do you rather do a sequel sort of stay on the mechanics, you know, repeating the mechanics, but always with some twist. Otherwise, it's just going to be skin. And players today they don't like skins, you know. So today you have the rating company. I thought you have a, a company as well, right? There's rating slots and there's others yeah. rating slots. And the last thing any studio wants to come up, hey, this is just a copy of something. Don't even promote it. Yeah. You know, yeah. because if you don't get the distribution with the operators, you know, if people are talking it down before it's even launched. It's going to have zero chance to succeed. So skins, I don't believe in skins, but mechanical sequels, you know, that of course has a value, but it needs to have some innovation also if it's using the same mechanic. Absolutely. Makes sense. Um, you know, we already spoken for 15 plus minutes now. There you go. Time wow. flies by. So uh, I'll, I'll jump to the last question. And at the end, you have a chance to, to say a few follow-ups as well. But if I ask you sort of, which I think is a very important question for the industry and the industry as a whole. Now, um, if I say regulation, uh, responsible entertainment, sustainability, right? What does this mean for slot developers, game studios, and actually the online casino industry as a whole? Yeah, I think the the it you see you see continues more of those. You know, player player restrictions actually has an impact on us. You know, changing the RTP because of a legislation has an impact on us, and it has an impact on the players and the experience of the game. You know, taking down from ninety six point two to 92.5, you know, we actually giving back less money to, to the players, which of course we don't like. We like, we believe that there's good balance in, 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 in higher, you know, 96 something, which gives player a chance to win money. Um, uh, you know, that, that, that's good. It's good, good for the players, it's good for the industry. Uh, so I actually don't think that the regulators should get involved in even in stuff like how the design works and, when you can show a coin splash and so forth, I, I think that it's completely overregulated things. Um, but you know, we, we we haven't seen the, the rest of it yet. You know, it seems that politicians driving this, and we see that the public space is is, is pushing for sometimes for further regulations. So 
Uh, let, let's hope that they will. Let's hope that this is not going to go completely bonkers going forward. True. And and when you say politicians, do you, do you, do you do you think that maybe there there could be more education on the side of 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 the ones regulating the space and trying to understand how it all works to make sure there's a mutual uh, you know uh, interest and benefit here in making the industry responsible and sustainable. Well. There is a lot of these lobby organizations that that that, that everyone chip into, and uh, you know they seem to be doing what they can in their in what what they want. But I don't think there I don't think that there's a huge interest for the for the for the regulators, especially the politicians who's controlling the regulators, to actually yeah. be more informed. Uh, yeah. I think the day we will see more uh, of a worse channelization, and, and you see. Um, you see, maybe start seeing some other type of um, development around counterfeit products and so forth. When that starts hitting the news and you realize, hey, we're, we're opening up for a complete counterfeit business here. Uh, money that being, that being channeled instead of being kept in the regulated space is being channeled to complete dark sites that might be involved in other criminal activities. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, told you so, but it might be a bit too late. Yeah, I think you're right. That's my biggest fear. Then my biggest fear is actually that for the industry that it's going to be yeah. so overregulated that the players are they are willing to take those extra steps and go in a much darker path, um, which might have you know no 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 withdrawals succeeded and and and, and um, you know complete complete counterfeit experience. Uh, that's my biggest worry for the industry. To be honest. Yeah, uh, uh, and I, I think as well, looking at a lot of uh, you know slush development and and planning going into North America and also Latin America, like we need to be early dealing with this as a more responsible approach, so we don't have to go back to the I hate to say I told you so scenario that we might be looking at in Europe. Uh, absolutely agree. Listen, um, we we're running on twenty minutes now. Um, great chat. Uh, appreciate you coming on the show. So. Before we round this off, is there a few things you you might want to share with the with with the listeners and the viewers? Uh, well, no, you see, keep, keep your eyes open. A lot of games going to come out from us. We, I think, we ramped up. So we are six, seven, soon eight, nine, nine games a month, all high quality. Uh, I think, I think, if you're 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 a frequent player, you like higher variance, uh, and you kind of think that we haven't had that kind of a, uh, a taste on our games for the past, let's say. Previous 18 months, you you're gonna be in it for a treat for the next, starting with Gator Gold actually this month, coming out end of this month, and then it's rocking and rolling on, on that on that that note and um, towards the end of the year, that I can okay. tell you. And and Frederick, I'm uh, you know, I'm really impressed by what you guys are doing. You're a great company. You got some great colleagues. You've been you've been managing this really well. Utrecht has Thanks, done Appreciate well over that. the years. And and it's not stopping here, right? I mean, you're saying 150 up to 150 games next year. You're working on Jackpot Five. You got all the great mechanics, Giga Blocks, and splits, and program you're working with uh, with multiple studios. It all sounds very exciting and super uh, exciting. Absolutely, and and with the it's a good spot to be in today. No, I mean amazing spot. And also, you guys have the podcast series coming out. So as I said, I would recommend. Uh, all our listeners and viewers uh, and the industry to pick up on this to learn more about Utrecht and the industry as a whole. So, Frederick, uh, thank you again for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Raz. Was anytime, man. I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Adios, amigo. Ciao. 
David Mann, welcome to the Double Espresso Show. How are we uh, feeling today? Yeah, great. Nice to be here, Ross. Thank you very much for inviting me on. It's a, it's a really nice sunny day here in Malta, so obviously um, I'm glad that the summer's finally here. It's taken a while to come in, but yeah, good let the good times roll. Excellent. Well, today, David, we are going to talk about gaming mechanics uh, with an emphasis on entertainment and innovation, and we have four questions. We only have about 15 minutes, so I think I'll jump right into it, and uh, we'll have an amazing discussion, I'm sure. So um, if you don't mind, I'll ask you question number one, which is, mm -hmm. David, can you describe gaming mechanics and the role and importance they sort of play with the different types of mechanics for the online casino industry? Yeah, sure. I mean, gaming mechanics, you know, they, they're differentiators across the, you know, this, this, this vast conveyor belt of content um, that's available to players. So it allows us to, you know, focus on creating unique and fun and engaging mechanics. Um, and it's really crucial for suppliers like us to be able to, to get, you know, visibility in the lobby to make sure that players are interested in our games, to get operators on board with the content. There's, there's a lot of different classic features out there. Um, that have been worked on over the years and a lot of really new, exciting ones. Um, we're, I've seen a bit of a resurgence recently on these kind of hold and win respin features. Um, there's a lot of games out there. We have a couple in our portfolio as well, um, such as our game Spin City, where you know certain, a certain number of cash symbols appear in the reels and it respins three times um, to keep filling up the, the screen. It seems that a lot, of, uh, a lot of players recently are really buying into this feature. It's, you know, it's a tried and tested. Um, it's nice to kind of port across the wider portfolio as well. So I, th I think it's it's good to see these classic features still being picked up by players and, you know, it allows us to, to really start playing with how we can make it more interesting and engaging for players that, yeah, gives us that differentiating um, factor within the market. Absolutely. I mean, we'll return to also a discussion around gaming mechanics, how they work for acquisition and retention and all that. So we'll, we'll dig more into that later on in, in, in this talk here. But if, uh, if I can ask you uh, the second question then, and we can go a little bit more into detail about Swint. Um, can you tell me about Swint's gaming mechanics uh, and how you develop and innovate in this particular space? Yeah, um, I mean, as I mentioned, you know, the, the hold and respin type feature, we, um, we have this across some of our games as well. Um, and we're trying to, you know, come up with some new mechanics, um, for example, Taking this this respin feature of certain symbols within the board um, and aligning it with a kind of with a jackpot function, um, yeah, yeah but without giving too much away, you know. But there would be a, a kind of double a dual a dual set of rails. <laughs> well, we want to we want to we want to get some insight. Yeah, so like a, like a dual set of rails where the the prizes correlating on one set of rails um, are actually on the on the prize rail as such. Um, so you know we're going to be releasing this with a, an upcoming title, Blocks Zeus. Um, and this this is the blocks feature that um, we're going to be releasing into the market. So, yeah, it's it's really exciting. Um, I think it's something that you know, as a function, that we can start rolling across even some of the older titles. We've seen certain uh, mechanics within the industry. Um, you know, it's popular to to revitalize older games. Um, so we have older content. You know, Master of Books is a really popular game of ours. That you know, if we implement a new feature within a tried and tested game, um, you can get a whole new fan base. Um, with players who like the feature, they might not be aware of the game, um, and the original players can still play the game that they enjoy at, at the same time. We've seen that it doesn't seem this taking this approach doesn't really seem to cannibalise players. Very often, you're actually just adding more 
into your player base. But yeah, um, we we also want to work into this this trend of uh, ways types features. Yeah, there's obviously you know a lot of different uh, ways mechanics. There's one that's more famous than the rest in the market. Um, but it's it's a really interesting way to play. Um, I think it helps that it's it's really driving innovation within the industry and really trying to get us to come up with really new, um, exciting ways to engage the players through through the the ways mechanic. We've always taken a regional approach with our games. Um, you know, we have certain content that we we know works in certain markets. Uh, we're trying to really offer the best content for the best market to the operators to engage with players more. So we're looking at how we can maybe take a regional twist with these um, ways mechanics, with different mechanics that we're producing to allow us to, you know, take something players maybe know from a different, even a different sector of the industry or even from video games or uh, culture, something that, you know, appeals to them that we can then twist yeah. into our own way into the content. So, um, for example, at the moment, we're working on a specific mechanic that takes elements of Asian culture and we're, we're implementing this to have these kind of exciting random prizes within games. So this this is one we're really looking forward to. Uh, we can't really, <laughs> again, I can't reveal too much, but um, over the next few months, it's, it's a little teaser there for you to try and uh, grab onto, yeah. Sounds good. I mean, very interesting with the regional approach. I mean, in, 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 in question number four, we're going to address responsible entertainment regulation and all that. But does that sort of regional approach, does that have anything to do with regulation, the different requirements around mechanics that is you have to adhere to in different countries? Or can you elaborate a bit on that? I mean, if there are certain limitations that we should be aware of from a certain region, you know, and what the players, what we can offer. I mean, we can see obviously we're shifting rules within, you know, in Germany, you're not allowed to offer jackpot type games. And there's certain even game variants you're not allowed to offer, you know, so we always have to be aware of this. But yeah, it's just about trying to make sure we can yeah deliver the best experience with the games um, and no, as safe and compliant ways possible. Yeah, but it, it it seems to make sense, right? I mean, looking regional always helps to optimize games for for players uh, based in that particular country. So uh, very interesting. We we can come back to that as well and discuss that in 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 greater detail. Um, you did mention jackpot, for instance, not being allowed in Germany. So how how does it work with Swind and jackpots uh, as a part of feature and mechanic? How, how does how does that sit with you guys uh, using jackpots? Uh, we haven't really touched on the progressive jackpot network yet. Um, it's obviously something we're looking at. Um, there's a lot of um, exciting stuff going on within that sector we've seen in the last few years. But um, well, you just had micro you know, gaming. What was it like? Nineteen million. Uh, the player one. Yeah, yeah. The Belgium yeah. like Napoleon games. Uh, micro, yeah, the world micro record. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Fa- fantastic. You know. Yeah, I mean, completely life changing amounts. So. Um, I think that you're always going to have that um, amazing reception of these jackpot games. And, you know, it's, I mean, that's why you play the slots, right? You always want to get that big prize and there's nothing better than this, this serious life-changing amount of jackpot. Um, but what Red Tiger done, you know, with their daily and hourly time jackpots was, you know, a real, a real twist on a tried and tested jackpot method. And, you know, it makes it, it as a smaller pot, it's, you know, it's statistically, it's more attainable and much more exciting if you feel that it's much more, yeah, within your reach as a player, it's very exciting. Um, look, looking at you know other markets, the likes of Germany and so on. You know, you just have mm-hmm. to tr- try and look at what you can do within regulations um, and see see what you can do to give the players the best experience there. You know, but yeah, this will happen. This is jurisdictions. You know, different regulators will come up with different rules, and we just hope over time everybody starts you know aligning a bit more, and it, it becomes a bit more easier to manage. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, very, um, very interesting. And um, let me let me go to the next question. We we have some more time to to go into detail with everything we're talking about uh, in the end. Uh -huh. um, but very interesting. And uh, if I can ask you question number three, that would be um, around uh, sort of game mechanics and um, the importance for gaming mechanics to attract new players, uh, retaining existing players, and how they work as a way of um, reactivating, um, you know, lapsed or inactive customers. How important is, is different types of gaming mechanics for, 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 for the players here? It's a broad question, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, players are spoiled for choice right now, right? I mean, there's so much variation in the market. Um, it's so ultra competitive. Everyone's trying to, you know, develop these these new mechanics and give something really exciting that offers so much more to players. Um, I mean, the, the advancements in technology, the mobile, um, you know, everybody's trying to perfect the mobile product, especially within portrait mode. So, it's it's a nice platform for suppliers to try and see how you can maximize the usage of the screen or the orientation um figure out new ways that you can really make it work um we've seen as well like you know cluster games um that are in the market they're extremely popular especially within certain markets um and they're they're so nice to play and engaging within mobile um of, of course we're looking uh into some, some games here as well um but you know it's it's just again it's making use of this uh, modern technology and offering just more variation to players. Um, I mean, you can see in the market, Megaways is, is not showing any signs of slowing down, um, but it's really forcing other um, suppliers like us to, to look into other mechanics um, and trying so to see you're, what you're we can... You're saying Megaways, Megaways have been kind of also driving innovation, I guess, is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a, it's a reasonable assumption. I mean, we can, you can see the impact that it's made. Um, you know, it, it's really made such a huge impact. and. Um, you know, while other providers have still been trying mechanics at the same time, you know, the, the engagement and excitement of this product is, it's been tremendous. So, you know, everyone else is now thinking, oh, they, they, they've reinvented that. But how can, how can we look into something else? Like, what, what is the next uh, megaways? What's the next mechanic that someone really wants to, to develop from there? So, um, you know, sometimes these innovations can really, you know, they, they augur a bit of um, extra, and they'll focus on, on different mechanics that they can deliver. Um, and like I said, even even with like the jackpots, you know, we've seen what Red Tiger had done. That was really impressive um, with the, the unique take on the jackpot system. And, you know, I guess, you know, that's another element that suppliers are going to look. What can we do with uh, jackpots? In fact, what else can we do with different features within games, different mechanics? What can be changed to really try and bring the next best thing and engage new players? I mean, you're, t you're going to have com consistent... Um, Segments of players that are new to online casino, you're going to have younger players who've grew up with yeah. high quality video games, mobile gaming. You know, they, they expect Absolutely. something much more engaging and exciting than they would ever have um, played over the past you know, five to 10 years. So, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, the, the boundaries can keep being pushed and I'm sure they will be. There's always going to be room for the, the classics, you know, and um, tried and tested <laughs> formulas, a, a classic fruits game, a pub fruits game. A, you know, th these games are always going to be around, but, um, you know, as a player myself, you know, I think it's great that you can go into a casino lobby and there's so much variation to go from and, you know, there's something out there for everyone. So, I mean, you, you, you mentioned about all these games and <clears throat> everything sort of coming forward these days, so much innovation happening. I spoke to Frederick Elmquist, you know, from Yggdrasil on, on, on this show as well. 
And he was mentioning about 80 uh, plus games this year and had a roadmap almost about 150 games for 2022. So how does your roadmap look like this year and for 2022? Yes, I mean, we're averaging around, at the moment, around four games per month. Um, so we're, yeah, yeah, we're really um, pushing them out. I mean, we have our selection of land-based games that, um, that have been popular within land-based markets across Europe, especially Germany. Um, and they form a crucial part of our portfolio. And then we have our own studio as well that's developing, um, you know, again, two games per month. That's uh, forming all part of the, the same roadmap. And we, we even have the live games, who have Swint Live, that we're bringing out as well. So that's another vertical, but still more games that we can release throughout the year. So, I mean, there is a lot of um, quality against quantity going on, but we're pretty sure that, you know, you just have to keep pushing forward, keep producing great content. And, you know, the stronger that your position is in the market, the, the more you can even engage players from there. Absolutely. And um, I also know <clears throat> Swind is, is, is quite forward thinking around the gamification. So how, how do you see your work on gamification tying in with the gaming mechanics? How does it all work together? If you can elaborate a bit on, 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 on this part. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're trying to make the gamification experience for the players as easy as possible, as well as for the operator, of course. But, you know, players, everything's contained within the game. It's all, uh, you know, from a widget. Players can access the tournaments, the leaderboards. Um, so we can run tournaments with, you know, dynamic scoring criteria. So we can tie in specific game events that, re that can relate to our mechanics um, and then put it into scoreboard. So you can create a much more volatile experience. So if you have a, a mechanic that shoots out random prizes um, within the game, those prizes could be tied directly into the leaderboard or directly into achievements to give this, you know, added value to the player, you know, and that, that's what it's about. It's uh, giving extra value to the player, you know, increasing their engagement, giving them more um, and rewarding them from that experience as well. Um, further down the line, you know, we have some other nice developments to come with the gamification. Um, it's no secret that we're quite a, a green and charitable minded company. You know, we, we like to, ultimately we want to do good. That's kind of where we're, the angle we're going for. Um, so we're, we're going to expand our gamification across a more um, philanthropic approach. Um, okay. and, and it'll be interesting to tie that also into um, our, our new mechanics that come up as well. Okay. I mean, David, we've already been talking now for 15 minutes. There you go. So uh, I'll, I'll jump to... Uh, I'll jump to the last question, uh, which is quite an interesting one, I think. Uh, I think most people would love to hear your view on um, regulation, responsible entertainment, and sustainability. Uh, those three areas here combined. Uh, how do you see this? What, what, what does it mean for slot developers, game studios, and, and maybe the, the online casino industry as a whole? Yeah, uh, I mean, we all, we all want to see players enjoying our games in a responsible way. Um, mm -hmm. I think, you know, understandably, most of the onus falls in the operators for monitoring player behaviour, uh, their activity, making sure they're not spending way above their means, or the, of course, or the KYC and due diligence, of course. Um, but, you know, we can always look at what we can do from, from our side and the supplier side. Um, we're seeing, like, regulatory changes in Germany, um, the proposed turnover tax. It's, it's, it's looking like the, the main discussion is going to have a ne negative impact in RTP and games. Which just, you know, I mean, it's just going to turn players to, towards unregulated sites um, where there's always going to be these risks. Fred Rake, <clears throat> Fred Rake from Microsoft said the same thing. Yeah. And it's, it's adding risk into the players. I mean, there's, there's probably always going to be a couple of brands that are, you know, more um, 
highly regarded and well considered within the, the more grey um, operations. But you know, you, you want players to have a trustworthy experience. You want them to really connect with the casino. So they, these kind of upcoming regulations are going to impact the mechanics and then impact the player experience and then ultimately the safety. Um, so I guess from our side, you know, we should always be trying to look at how can we engage more to make with, with the operators, with the players and even with regulators to try and make it a bit more um, safer for players. And even from a from a sustainability point, I mean, it ties into what I was saying with our um, our Swint play it back, our charitable focus to try and to try and give back to good causes. Um, from from player gameplay, you know, we're, we're trying to make the world a better place. Um, at the same time, is often a, a safe, enjoyable experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's also a tricky one, right? Because what you're saying is about looking at the gaming industry and saying gaming industry is outside the gambling, right? It's like uh, Blizzard, Ubisoft, and all developers of of console gaming and and mobile gaming and whatever else. And uh, it's about engaging players, keeping them playing as long as you can. And I guess one of the issues we have is obviously you have to pay to play, right? Uh, so there's a balance there between the two. And I guess what you're saying with, with looking at all these uh, opportunities of, of working with the games, can we make these games engaging, interesting for the players, but also let them play longer, enjoy it more without spending more than they can afford, right? So finding that balance is very tricky. But I think a lot of it is certainly something that, that we need to work with and need to keep uh, understanding and improving on and just make sure that the whole industry is is continuing to be a good uh, entertainment, responsible entertainment industry, right? So, um, Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Of course, yeah. I mean, if you're lowering the RTP, you're reducing that session length because the player's balance is going to be drained much faster. So, yeah. you know, you want to give them as much enjoyment as they can. Um, I mean, the, the industry is an easy target for politicians to appease the gaming, the, the baying masses, you know, it's, it's, it's a quick one to get to, but you can see in the video game industry, I mean, loot boxes and, you know, <laughs> you know, the, there's reports of kids playing these games for, you know, hundreds of hours at once, you know, and Absolutely. it can cause real, real issues. So, you know, I understand that the gaming industry is regulated and quite rightly so, um, but it can be a bit too easy a target sometimes. And, you know, it's a shame to see regulators just coming with regulations and not really, Considering, you know, of course it's our industry, but you know, we we understand player behavior 100%. better than anyone. Hundred percent. And you know, <clears throat> it, it's it's a tricky one because you 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 pointed it out. The the thing is, if you try and shove it under the carpet instead of understanding it and talking to you as a supplier, the operators, operators, and 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 sit at the same table, you're just gonna give these players back to the more gray black market, which is what you kind of wanted to avoid in the first place by regulating the market so we can't just get rid of gambling for that matter and we don't want to because a lot of people enjoy it like myself i mean when i was 16 years old man i uh, used to play the the, the, the slot machines and in, 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 in uh, cafes and stuff like that i got into it because i had an early win and it was like ringing and it was fun and maybe yeah. i was like 60 70 quid but a lot of money back then and I ended up <clears throat> sort of looking around and trying to understand machines because they had this combination of mechanics when they were going to kind of like ring, you call it. And when they were ringing, yeah. they, were, they were they were spitting out the jackpot, right? It's good fun. You you enjoyed it. It became kind of like a, a good, interesting form of entertainment, right? So, th But there's always balances between, and, and, and you mentioned you addressed it today. I think you, you're absolutely right. Um, but we certainly need to be um, at the forefront of, 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 of the right type of entertainment we we creating to make sure it's responsible 
uh, the way we're presenting this to the players. Um, but you yeah. seem to be very much on the right track uh, on this, with, which went, which is good to hear. Um, yep. David, we, we 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 talk for more than twenty minutes now, so um, uh, we yeah. we have to cut it off. But before I cut it off, I want to ask you if you have a couple of closing remarks or something. Uh, by all means, do share with with our listeners and uh, our viewers. Yeah, um, I mean, I just I really appreciate being here to to get to talk more about Swint. Um, you know, in the coming months, like I've said, uh, we're really starting to to make some new um, some new ground with the mechanics and the, the focus that we're taking. Um, I really think that this, this um, charitable angle that we're taking through Sprint Playback is really going to be something that's going to shake up the industry. Absolutely. And yeah, we're, we're looking forward to actually getting this thing off the ground. I think it's you know it's about time that someone came up with something that we're providing. Okay, it just you know you don't have to tell me, but I you know we're looking at interesting markets like Latin North America as well. So. Swint have any plans to look at those markets, or is that still something on the on the table of discussion? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, we want to move into as many regulated markets as we can. Uh, we take a global approach as it is, and you know, especially with our focus on um, localized and specialist content that appeals to certain markets, that's you know, we want to make sure as if we enter a market, then we can offer the right games for that market as well. So, you know, it take, takes a bit of research, takes a bit of time, um, but yeah. We definitely want to start uh, setting our eyes further afield. Very interesting. And uh, I, I I know you guys well, uh, why I wanted you on the show, David. Uh, I think you got some great colleagues. It's a great company. Very ambitious. Been very quick in getting an amazing company up. I mean, uh, very impressed. And uh, I think the, the, the responsible entertainment side, the, the, the view on regulations and all this, and the way you work with... Uh, with charity elements as well is 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 all very good stuff. So um, I I just want to say a big thank you for joining uh, the Double Espresso Show today, and um, I'm looking forward to getting you maybe on a joint panel with some of the other uh, uh, slot developers to discuss sort of more jointly. Whereas this here was more like a single you and me conversation, you know. Uh, so thanks again, yeah. David. Yeah, thanks. Really enjoyed it, mate. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Bye bye. A big Thank you to Frederick and David for joining uh, my virtual studio today and sharing uh, a few double espressos with me. Frederick from Utrecht had some amazing uh, views on gaming mechanics. Utrecht certainly is on the forefront of innovation, and uh, they're looking to uh, release no no less or uh, no fewer than 150 games in in 2022. Um, so big big ambitious plans. Um, very exciting stuff. And I think David Mann, um, as, as he mentioned, they're very strong in terms of how they plan, uh, look at you know, different markets, even into the gaming industry to, to get experience and, and, and um, you know, input and um, ideas into how they can also work with their games within the casino or the online casino industry. So both of them really had some great points to share about uh, how we view gaming mechanics, how gaming mechanics uh, important to uh, keep the players uh, engaged have fun you know uh, entertain themselves right be part of the experience as we talked about so i think today has been very um, very interesting and i certainly think that uh, we, we we are seeing a huge boom now in the online casino industry and that will continue as we're looking at markets uh, like north america where the online casino industry iGaming plays a, a big part a growing part 
of a market that is said to be worth more than 20 billion in uh, in 2025 and also latin america which is uh, a, a huge growth opportunity as well so iGaming will continue to grow. There'll be a, a continued demand for amazing games, but obviously as you compete for the attention of players uh, within the operators and the operator casino lobbies, you need to be innovative. You need to come up with strong game mechanics to be on the forefront of what the players uh, expect from you as a game studio. So I'd like to say again, a big thank you to David and, 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 and Frederick, and um, thanks for uh, viewing uh, or listening to the Double Espresso Show episode four about gaming mechanics. Thank you.